0: SAFM market update with MoneyWeb. Thanks, Greg. Five minutes after six o'clock, this is the SAFM market update with MoneyWeb. Hilton Tarrant with you on this Wednesday evening. Tonight, miner Goldfields confirms it's launched an independent investigation into its controversial 2010 black economic empowerment deal. The company's not saying much more than its statement to the market. Mining analyst Peter Major shares his thoughts on this rather unprecedented move at a quarter past six this evening. A flood of poultry imports is killing the local chicken industry. Chief executive of diversified agriculture business AFGRI, Chris Fenter, takes us through the impacts of the dumping, Chris Gilmore weighs in on a shock retail sales figure in a couple of minutes' time. And David Shapiro of Sassfin with us to make sense of the markets as usual. First up, though, here's Guglietu and Fupi with your business news.
1: Thanks, Hilton. Good evening. Growth in South Africa's retail sales slowed marginally year-on-year year in January from a revised 2.2% in December last year. Some economists believe that the move shows the fragility of consumption in the face of falling credit growth, which has been a key driver in consumer spending. The Communication Workers' Union has vowed to fight the proposed offer of voluntary packages to Telcom workers. Earlier this week, Telcom announced that it would offer voluntary severance and early retirement packages to some of its 21,000-strong workforce in a bid to enable the company to achieve its business objectives and secure its sustainability and commercial viability. And the U.S. government is investigating top global miner BHP Bulletin for possible corruption practices. The company has confirmed that it's being probed for the sponsorship of the 2008 Beijing Olympics. Its alleged BHP, which supplies the materials for gold, silver, and bronze medals used in Beijing, provided inducements, hospitality, and gifts to Chinese and other foreign officials. Turning to the markets now, the JSU share index is closed in negative territory, down by about a fifth of a percent, to so close at 40,876 points. The is still at 924 against the U.S. dollar. 1376 to the pound and 1197 against the euro. Gold and platinum, both trading around $1,587 an ounce, and a barrel of Brent crude oil at $109. Thanks,
0: Gugu. Uh, David Shapiro of Saswin joining us uh, in studio as always. David, that's the grand. Mm. Still the story. 924. I see it's now almost 925 against the US dollar.
2: It's been there the whole day, and it's uh, it's a serious worry because I think initially when the RAND started to weaken, everybody thought that it would bounce back, that we would just mm-hmm. see a bit of weakness and that uh, you know, we'd recapture 8.50 or 8.70 thereabout, which is very good for exporters. Exporters would benefit. But it's getting into the worrying status now. You know, people are really concerned. What is this reflecting? Why has there been no pullback? Admittedly, the, the euro has been under pressure but, and the dollar has been stronger, but I think this is wider than that. And there's one thing I want to point out. In other times where we've had weakness here, it's been in a global Crisis, mm-hmm. you know, either 1998 emerging market crisis, 2000 the internet bubble, or 2008 when uh, Lehman Brothers. This time, it's 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 focused on South Africa alone. You know, it's it's the underlying economy that's worrying. Current account deficit that we saw um, No real uh, growth Initiatives and you know, Wildcat strikes, everything weighing on Sentiment here, investors just you know, Trickling out, I don't say trickling out Rushing out and uh, putting us under Severe pressure, the inflationary pressures As well, have to consider that
0: you mentioned uh, mm. the the fact that the, the currency used to weaken in times of crisis. Mm. Uh, if you take a chart of the VIX, mm. uh, the, volatility the volatility index uh, in the U.S., and you uh, rebase that to zero, put the RAND over that, so mm. you compare the two, they were in sync until about a year ago when the RAND completely decoupled mm. from volatility. We're no longer a proxy of emerging markets. We're no longer a mm. proxy for risk.
2: Yeah, that, that's exactly what I'm saying. It's, mm. it's, it's investors now who have supported this economy that are now taking their money out and, uh, you know, looking elsewhere. America's a, a you know, an attractive alternative. That market is at all-time highs and of course there are other you know there are other areas as well in which you can go so I, I'm quite concerned about the movements that we're seeing and, and I'm not quite sure what action one can take other than to improve in sentiment and and uh, look at the background as to why these things you know why investors are fleeing it I think we know it it's just a matter of government coming to terms with uh, you know w-
0: with, with the seriousness of the situation given where the, the RAND is at the moment RMB today is- Saying that forward rates pr- now pricing a zero probability of a rate mm. cut over the course of the year, there was a chance. You can't do it, mm. you know. What, what ca- And yet we're in a
2: situation where retail sales are falling quite dramatically. Um, it must be worrying retailers, you know. Things are. I'm, I'm talking about the stores. It must be a, a concern. And uh, so, what other initiatives have we got to actually get the, you know, get the economy going? Uh, manufacturing is under pressure the other thing that, that's a worry as well is that we're not seeing you know the gold price remains under 1600 platinum price under 1600 um, we're not seeing a rise in iron ore prices coal prices and they seem to be pretty static um, as more supply comes up, and as as large uh, miners actually tone down their um, you know, tone down their ambitions in terms of, uh, of projects,
0: you mentioned iron ore prices mm. there. Rio Tinto yesterday uh, a, a small little uh, headline I saw they see iron ore prices halving mm. in the next eighteen mm. months. Mm. Remember
2: they were eighty dollars last year, mm. and they rushed up to one hundred and sixty, which gave us the big kicker. Um, I think most analysts are seeing a retreat to around about 130, 120, 130. So they're seeing maybe a third fallback or, a, you know, less than that, 25% fallback um, as more supply comes on. But re- look, demand's robust. It's, you know, China's um, – the the uh, demand from, from China is going to continue i going to support the market, but I think it's more supply coming on from new, uh, you know, from new suppliers as well as the uh, existing suppliers as well increasing what they their productivity.
0: On the market, the JSC only down 0.2% mm-hmm. on the day, 40,876 points, helped by the rand head shares, uh, Richmond, Naspass, SAB, Miller. Uh, banks sold down heavily. Retailers mm-hmm. sold down heavily. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, that's, uh, there was very little place to hide. There's still a few, a couple of bright spots there. You know, few, few, uh, cap- a few smaller 5% for David. 5% lower. It, yeah, it's heavy. And, uh, I, I think it was right across the board. I think that, um, and that's what's concerning me is that, that even at these rand, probably emerging market, uh, unit trusts or, um, um, managers are not, are not rushing in yet. Suppose they're holding back and see where the ran actually settles. But as it gets weaker, they might review... Do we really want to go in? You know, is it is it stable enough for us to go in? So we've got to see some stability coming through here. But but uh, um, you know, th- I know, I know at nine we were worried, but nine twenty five it just seems to be picking up. worry. thirty, nine fifty.
0: Let's bring in Chris Gilmore now of Obsess and Management and Private Clients. Chris, uh, your view on retail sales? Uh, January one point nine percent growth year on year. The market had hoped for double that. Disappointing to say the least.
3: Uh, Yeah, that's putting it mildly, Hilton. And and, uh, look, without wishing to sound melodramatic about it, um, this was an absolutely appalling figure. I mean, you're quite right. The consensus was 3.6, came in at 1.9. Again, it just highlights that retail sales is is losing momentum. The growth is losing momentum. Um, And, you know, consumer spending accounts for what I think, uh, in terms of the Reserve Bank bulletins figures the other day, 58% of GDP growth. So if if this kind of very poor performance is sustained throughout the year, it suggests that GDP growth for the year will be very, very muted indeed and might even struggle to get um, close to the kind of very anemic figure that the, the Reserve Bank of, is looking for of 2.7%. So Really, it's, it's, it's pretty shocking.
0: If we, if we dig into the detail, clothing up almost 6% year-on-year, uh, year, general dealers up 3%, furniture pretty much flat, hardware going backwards, food and drink down 5%, anything there that jumps out at you?
3: Not really, and you can't really get too much out of, of those kind of um, you know de- delving into the figures. Ha- having said that, furniture, I think um, you-, you can see it in the kind of very very pedestrian um, kind of uh, figures that we're seeing from the likes of JD and Lewis. And so it's a pretty flat indeed. What is a little bit surprising is that, and you you alluded to it earlier, you get companies like Brachini and Truus taking a bit of a hit, but at the same time. Clothing, uh, clothing sales do seem to be on, on the up a bit, uh, and I suppose you could you could rationalise that as follows in the sense that uh, clothing is, is a semi-durable. It does have a degree of um, robustness and, and um, the, the fact that it's it, it's resistant to a certain extent. But even so, no, it's it, it's not great.
0: Chris, is there a risk that we go backwards this year?
3: I'd be very surprised. Look, there's a very very long established uh, relationship between retail sales growth. And, um, and 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 uh, interest rates, as proxied by the prime rate, and that will show you that as long as prime rate stays at or around current levels, and I don't think there's any chance we're going to see interest rates rising this year, then retail sales growth should actually stay positive. But you know, it's getting it's getting perilously close to that zero percent line.
0: Chris Gilmore is with Absa Asset Management Private Clients. David, elsewhere on the market, uh, not much to speak of. Times Media Group, the old Avusa, the old John (laughs) Combe, the old, been through a couple of (laughs) name changes. First off, earnings revenue, a little bit higher, headline earnings flat. Mm. Well, they're writing
2: off, you can see new management coming and cleaning up the company, making massive write-offs. At the end, Revenue flat, but they still generate revenue. So there still is business then. You can see why um, Andrew Bonamore has come in with a private equity deal to take it over. Because if they can clean up costs, you know, improve costs, improve efficiencies, then you will get – Something falling to the bottom line, but but don't be perturbed by this role, result. Of this is just cleaning out the cupboards and uh, you know giving the giving the business a paint job.
0: There there, there are essentially two businesses uh-huh. in here that uh-huh. generate the substantial portion of revenue. You have got the Sunday Times on one hand and yeah. uh, Hurton Carter, the printing business yep. down in Derby.
2: <laughs> that's it. But that has been like those are the biggest titles. And uh, what what happens down the line when when private equity people take over? Um, one has to be seen but I think people
0: will they will be given a chance
2: uh, you know bookstores are, are well, they're, selling got, you know, books, know. they're selling exclusive yeah. books
0: they're selling they're selling records they're well, selling airport um, media but, but
2: you can understand why I think uh um, do people still buy? You know, go into CDs. Uh, in America, you can't find a CD shop. Just, the people just don't sell it. You're getting downloads, and I mean people getting wise to that. You're getting Kindles and uh, and uh, uh, electronic books uh, um, are really starting to compete with uh, you know with bookstores. I don't think they were ever that profitable to
0: start, so you
2: know, they have to modernize the business.
0: DVD rental shops. Mm. You know, how, you know, things must be bad when when you see a line like this in company mm. results. A large number of video rental stores have closed in the mm. past financial year, resulting in a significant decrease in rental sales. Mm.
2: Well, you can get, you know, DSTV offer you uh, box office.
0: Box office mm. you
2: know, so you the, the, and there, there, there are plenty of other channels that you can go to. So
0: we've lost I, a quarter mm. of our video rental mm. stores I, in a year.
2: They'll be gone soon. Mm. You know, they'll be gone soon because soon. Once we get proper broadband, you'll be able to download. You know, you'll be able to get uh, a much bigger choice. And I have no doubt that DSTV will expand that uh, in time.
0: You can, you can mm. watch uh, you can, uh, box
2: office yeah. online now. Sure. Mm. So I, I, I think those, you, you, what, you take the trend from overseas, you'll see that those are dying industries.
0: SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. And just a reminder of our SMS line, 34701 with the keyword market. That 34701 with the keyword market at a cost of two rand per SMS. Keep those questions and comments coming in, uh, perhaps stock related or share related, investment related questions. We'll get to one or two of those uh, before 6.30 this evening. Well, Minor Goldfields, under increasing pressure and attention over its controversial BEE deal, today announced that it had hired international legal firm Paul Weiss, Rifkind, Wharton and Garrison, how's that for a long name, David, <laughs> to conduct an independent investment Investigation into the transaction. The deal was central to it converting its old order mining right for the South Deep Mine, south of Johannesburg, to a new order one. That right was granted by the Department of Mineral Resources on May the 10th of 2010. Later that year, just after the World Cup, the company announced details of three separate BEE transactions. Former MoneyWeb journalists Linda Krulu and Barry Sargent exposed the murky details. In May 2011, a few months later, the expose didn't garner much interest at the time. Fast forward to late 2012 and damning media coverage in the Financial Mail on carte blanche and in the business day saw the attention grow on this deal worth a total of 2.1 billion rand. Aside from a fairly detailed uh, responses from Goldfield's boss, Nick Holland, in the business day interview published just before Christmas when most of the country was on leave or in Mungoung, the company remained remarkably silent on the issue. That's until yesterday. Former Chairperson Dr. Mampela Rampelle said the state had given Goldfields no choice on BEE, describing it as an example of what this government has done to destroy the credibility of mining companies. That's a quote there from uh, Dr. Rampelle. And in today's announcement, the company is not saying much more than what it's published to the market. So we welcome Peter Major, Mining Consultant at Katie's Corporate Solutions to the program. Peter, silence from the company. We've seen silence, relative silence up until now. I guess at this point, uh, especially after Mompella-Rompella's comments yesterday. Goldfields had to announce something.
4: Well, they did. But in this case, the less said, the better. Because I think Nick Holland was pretty frank, and he was pretty open when he was on carte blanche before December. And I have no doubt it was because of the carte blanche program that they then realized this thing could blow up even worse. Let's get an outside respected authority to go through and check what we did and why we did it so if we have to, we can justify and defend our BE deal. And and I know the word murky pops up, but there's been tens, I'm sure it's been tens of thousands of BE deals in this country, and unfortunately, most of them end up being murky. Most of them are very hard to understand and aren't transparent, and there's a lot of reasons for that.
0: Do you think this uh, independent investigation will not only uh, put the spotlight on, on goldfields in this specific transaction, but also perhaps some of the previous transactions that have happened, as, as you've mentioned?
4: Look, it probably will, but like I said, because there's been thousands and thousands of BE deals, hardly any of them could stand up to the scrutiny of a bright light and a true open investigation. And, and so it, it's really... I think it's unfair to single out Goldfields. They've they've been analyzed as much as anyone on their BE deal, and if if I think of a good analogy, remember the secret agent movies we used to watch. Well, you weren't born then, but in the 60s and 70s, <laughs> where the hero he gets locked in a room or trapped in the hallway, and a door slides shut, and then the walls, the ceiling and the floor all start squeezing in on him. Mm. And that's exactly what it's like trying to run a mining company and, and adhere to all these rules. And a lot of them are winks and nods, and they're not written, and you get stuck carrying everything.
0: This speaks a lot, uh, and some of the details that we have received to date, uh, Nick Holland on, on Carte Blanche, that interview in Business Day late December, and then the comments from Ampella Rampele yesterday, uh, has hinted, or have hinted rather, at uh, a fairly significant problems at the Department of Mineral Resources
4: look it's huge problems because they're very understaffed and they have huge turnover and they have gigantic responsibilities and with the the new minerals act and a lot of other legislation just labor legislation being some of it it is so complex that the teams of the best attorneys can't even agree on how to interpret some of this legislation how to implement it and how to decide has someone implemented it correctly and the pressure's on a listed company or even worse than a non-listed, but there's so many ways you can't deliver and you could lose your job, you could lose all your workers, their their positions, uh, it's, it's just unbelievable thinking anybody can comply with this.
0: Peter, you move in these circles, what do international investors think about uh, things like this?
4: Well, obviously it's not an attraction, it's not a plus. Because anybody who's, who's run a company and definitely started up a company knows you cannot start a company on debt. I don't think it's ever been done. I'm sure somebody may have done it. But 99% of the time, you cannot fund a company starting up on debt, and yet all these B deals are done on debt. So you're going against um, general trends. Are, you're going against any kind of logical process that's never been proven to work. So you're really bucking an uphill trend here. And, yeah, it it is hard. Foreigners want to come in. The fact that they've still done this many BE deals show how bad they want to come in, that we've got the minerals and the expertise, but it's making it harder and harder.
0: As far as the possible outcomes for gold fields are concerned, what's the best case? What's the worst case?
4: I think the best case is this thing kind of drags out, and it doesn't show anything underhand. It, It shows... They had to use the people that were recommended to them. They had to use the people it took to get these rights converted and that they they made an effort to do everything as above board as possible. I think that's a good case. The bad case might be if something nefarious did occur, but I kind of doubt it. This is such a high-profile company. The stakes were so big. These are very experienced people, Nick Holland on down. So I, I think... There's a chance, this. Best, the odds are this is going to come out okay for him, but it just shows how convoluted it is. Maybe it will lead to some positive changes in the legislation.
0: Peter Major is mining consultant at Kd's Corporate Solutions. David, you've got to wonder mm-hmm. about not only this specific transaction, mm-hmm. as Peter says, the thousands of other transactions that happen, and the transactions that still have to happen. But, but they're all based on the same premise that company
2: profits are going to increase, that the share price is going to increase, that dividends are going to increase... Perpetually. Perpetually, which are going to repay... The initial debt there. It hasn't happened and it started to fall apart in 2007 and 8 when the markets collapsed and then you had to redo them. But I also think that the whole transformation, the, the whole BE process was meant to transform the economy and, 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 and really redistribute wealth to those who never had. And all it's done is favor a very, very small elitist group who've become fabulously wealthy out of it. But it's done absolutely nothing in my view same. Actually I might be a bit harsh For the broader economy Because there are a lot of deals That have done well You know And, and we mustn't put them In the same kind of basket the, exactly. the kind of deals which, That
0: Kumba have mm, done And Agora have bit
2: done And that There have been some Really excellent deals But, but overall um phew, it, It's an area that, I, that also needs to be Looked at very carefully
0: SAFM Market Update With MoneyWeb Twenty-five minutes after six, while well, the chicken industry in South Africa is under siege from a flood of dumped imports from Brazil, the Netherlands, and Australia, amongst others. jse listed diversified agricultural group AFGRI is also feeling the pain. In its half-year results to December, revenue was up 17.5%. Earnings down, though, by 15%. In its poultry division, AFGRI reported a loss of 35 million rand. Earlier, I spoke with uh, Chief Executive Chris Fenter and asked him how bad the import situation was.
5: Look, obviously, if you look at the, the, the numbers year on year, it's quite a big increase. Um, you know, just for the year, there was over 400,000 tonnes imported, which obviously plays the South African production under a lot of strain in terms of the net sales value, so we don't necessarily get the benefit uh, of the local production.
0: 400,000 tonnes, how does that compare to demand in the market? Is that uh, a significant portion of demand?
5: It is. I mean, if you look at uh, just December, what we experienced in December, which was probably um the first time uh, as far as we can remember that we actually had a negative December, normally December, end of November is a very positive uh, period for most poultry producers. And as a result of the imports, we actually uh, turned negative and we actually saw a drop in price and and at the end of December we actually had um, stock in storage. So it actually gives you an indication of both the imports but also that there's a little bit of a slowdown in demand. We have seen it uh, in other parts of our food business. just uh, The consumer was just not there. So I think it's probably a the contribution from both ends so that you have a sluggish demand but also high imports
0: i guess more so from the import side given that uh, currently as it stands there is oversupply of poultry in the south african market absolutely as far as that impacts the average South African consumer out there, we haven't really seen chicken prices decrease substantially. Uh, you think of going to a supermarket or, yeah. or to to any store to to buy chicken. That price hasn't really moved much, suggesting that uh, that retailers are, are are taking up that margin.
5: Yeah, look, I think it's a difficult one. I must say, you know, I've particularly looked at the uh, pricing over December in the retail um, environment. I haven't seen really low prices. So, you know, I don't want to speak on behalf of the retailers or the importers. Obviously, they look at their their business uh, and their own focuses. But certainly, from a Industry point of view, you know, the bigger the local supply is, the better in terms of actual take-up from the market. Are you expecting
0: any uh, any moves from government as far as tariffs or or potential uh, regulations as far as imports is concerned?
5: Look, the Minister Robber has uh, actually announced or has mentioned in in the public forum that he is prepared to look at tariffs. So um, I think that there is a process. Obviously, government has a lot of other. Things uh, that they need to consider in terms of tariffs, but certainly there's a there's a joint approach from all parties to try and see what we can do, and uh, and, and certainly there's a. There's a positive, um, you know, approach from, from government side at this stage.
0: With no movement from government and this ever-increasing amount of imports, if you had to look 18, 24 months out to the local poultry-producing industry, we've seen it in, in Rainbow Chicken's numbers. They've quantified exactly how much is coming into the market and how that compares to what they produce annually. Is the local poultry market under severe uh, risk of, of kind of declining substantially?
5: Look, I think there's severe risk of declining. I think there's also a severe risk of um, more and more of the players uh, closing down. We have seen some of the smaller players already closing down over the last uh, 12 to 18 months. And, and uh, you know, the focus, I think the benefit for AFGRUB is we are a diverse company. So, in a sense, our grain management business and the financial services, who has done well, are actually making up some of that uh, and supporting the business in total. But uh, f- primarily, poultry suppliers, it, it does become more difficult for them.
0: That's Chris Venter, the chief executive of uh, agricultural business AFGRI. David, chickens <laughs> being landed <laughs> here from
5: Brazil <laughs>
0: at six rand a chicken cheaper. Now, what does a chicken cost? 30 bucks? Probably costs twenty bucks. You don't want to go into the kosher chicken because that's double. But let's let's go for ordinary chicken. Let's let's go with twenty bucks, (laughs) twenty five
2: bucks. I mean, Hilton, you've got to find out what the what the selling price is there. Whether it is dumping now or whether it's a genuine uh, genuinely cheap price. But I mean, um, anything on the manufacturing side is under pressure here. You know, we're finding it. um, That's why I shy away from all the food producers, particularly the chicken producers. But this is serious. You know. What's uh, got to look into it? Is it is it our fault? Are the inefficiencies here? Or is it uh, genuinely dumping?
0: Well, it was a day where the JSE ended down 0.2%, 40,876 points. The RAND, 9.22 against the US dollar. This has been the S F M Market Update with MoneyWeb. Full transcripts available online at www.moneyweb.co.za. We're back at 6 p.m. tomorrow, 6.30 now, and time for Game Plan.